0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: everyone, and welcome to the Social Contract, a Commander podcast. I'm Mike Allman, and joining me is my co host, Alex Lapp. Alex, there wasn't enough murder in the
0: beginning. There must be more. That's true, Mike. We're going to need some additional murder, um, additionally foul. This episode, we are going to cover the multicolored cards. Yes. Uh, the single monocolored commander that we plucked out, and yes. a couple of colorless cards. Ooh, your favorite, or one of your favorites. I mean, let's be mad. Let's be real. Magic is
1: magic is kind of your favorite, and and even when it's not, it is, which is a good thing.
0: So I'd recommend um, if you're dropping in um, and you don't know about the mechanics of this set, I would check out our previous episode. We talk about yeah. a lot of the mechanics throughout that episode, uh, so we're not really going to recover them for this episode. Yeah, we'll we'll touch
1: on them when they come up, but they're 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 long and vast, so we will just kind of touch on it. Move forward, but before we do any of that, I uh, want to let all of you listening know that if you want to sh- uh, support the show, you can do so by joining our Patreon at Patreon.com/socialcontractEDH or search for the Social Contract in the bar of their homepage. You can also check out the show notes for a direct, a direct link there and a direct link to our Discord server. There, you can ask Judge Alex for rules questions. Look for cards that are fun, entirely uter- uh, underutilized do lots of deck lists, and just overall be in an awesome community where people like magic and all of the cool stuff that happens with it. That said, let's talk about the cool magic that is happening in this set. Um, how do you want to start with this? Do you want to go with the 99 in uh, the multicolored format and then do the legends at the end? How, let's how, see how many how are legends you we, up. So we
0: got So uh, we I got two, three, three, four, four, five, six. Five and six uh I don't think that's enough to separate them out we'll just we'll okay. talk about them uh interstitially right that's fine as all long right. as as
1: long as the one that we we both are gonna want to talk a lot about goes last because yay uh sure i like i like i like that one i don't know, I, know which
0: I, I don't know which one
1: you're the the mono-colored one oh. the the funnest one that goes last yeah i want i want
0: to build up to that because it makes me happy all right fair enough uh that being the case, we'll start with azorius white blue.
1: Uh, so, officious interrogation, white-blue for an instant. Uh, this spell calls white uh, costs white-blue more to cast for each target beyond the first. So, several times. Yep. Uh, choose any Surprise. number of target players. Investigate X times where X is the total number of creatures those players control. It's pretty cool. Going to make a lot of clues, potentially. Yeah, you can get a lot of clues mm-hmm. out of this. And, and You know, again, clues, you know, pay mana, tap it, sack it, draw a card, all that good stuff. Um, Two mana for potentially a good amount of clues, and especially if you're playing, you know, a decent amount of people that are going wide, that's,
0: yeah. I'll ask what we always ask, right? How how many clues do you want to get off of just the initial casting cost? before so here's the thing, clues are interesting to me because the I
1: if you're playing like an inspiring statuary or something where like, oh, me having artifacts in general is really good synergy. And I just I don't care what they do, I just want as many of them as possible because I'm gonna turn them into other stuff. Then great, officious interrogation is two mana, make four clues, make three clues, that's pretty good, right? But if the whole premise is like, oh, I need to make clues to crack clues, well, that's a that gets into a decent like investment for me, you know. So I, I, I well, you certainly
0: your yeah. deck needs to care about clues. I don't think that clues are usually good enough if right. you have no clue synergy uh, to to. I mean, you're running this. You're running this in a deck that cares about clues, or at the right. very least, cares about. So artifacts. I don't know.
1: I. I feel like if I got, I feel like if I got one point five, x of whatever I paid into this cost, I'd be fine with it. You know, so so if I pay two mana, I get three clues. All right, I can deal with that. If I pay four mana and I get six clues, okay, I'm all right with that. Like I and and that's kind of the floor that I have
0: to be at. What do you think? Right, keeping in mind that. I mean the calculus can change but you you probably won't have to or really be encouraged yeah. to end up paying that strive cost yeah. unless multiple yeah. times because there's probably going to be at least one or two players that don't have right. a lot committed to the board and that may not necessarily be worth now you can you can always manage yeah. it like well and I it, have, isn't, it is it is you know, instant 6 8 mana so
1: as well, it nobody is. cast a, a spell that I wanted to counter, so I might as well get some other value from holding up my mana. And it's and that's reasonable. Right.
0: I think this this yeah. is a solid include in any clue deck, and if your deck cares about having go wide artifacts, uh, which that sure. I mean certainly exists, then yes, clues can be those artifacts, although in general Go white artifacts, yeah. Uh, Treasure and can, are a, a Academy solid. manufacturer
1: or a uh, or a Feldegrif deck. I'm going to give you yeah. lots of hippos, and those hippos are going to give me lots of clues.
0: Hmm, I think we
1: have a commander here later
0: on that. Interesting. Reminds uh, me of well, we'll
1: get into that into a bit. But before we do that, uh, let's stay in Azorius. Okay. Why don't you tell me about our next card here?
0: Yeah, so we got Portal Manipulator. That's two Azorius, Azorius, hot okay. blue white for four mana. It's a creature, human wizard, three two with flash. When Portal Manipulator enters the battlefield during the declare attacker step, choose target player and any number of target attacking creatures their opponents control, those creatures are now attacking that player. Okay. Yes, this is uh you got some lure, mm-hmm. you got some master warcraft going on here. This is flash, so this is a combat yep. trick, which we like. It enters the battlefield during the declare attacker step, Mike. When is that, right? During combat, we have the beginning of combat, which is in the combat phase, yep. but before anything has started. Then we move into declare attackers. As a turn-based action, attackers are declared. And then after that, you right. can do things like flash this in. Right. So you can see
1: where in. somebody would be sending their attackers before. Like, it's not at the at the beginning of the declare
0: yep. attacker step. It is during. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're going to choose a player to hurt. And any number of target attacking creatures their opponents control so that you're not going to be redirecting any of your stuff right. and you're not going to be redirecting their stuff. You're picking a player who isn't necessarily being attacked, that opponent's attacking somebody else, right. and you're going to redirect and, well, to that
1: opponent. And here's the thing, like you can basically as from what I'm reading on this, and I'm I'm more than happy to be wrong. This could be something where oh I'm going to attack this player with these two creatures and I'm going to leave these three back and you can say no you're going to attack that same player but with all five creatures. Like it it it's it's a mm-hmm. you're going to com- you're basically going to control the attacker's combat step and who they're going at. And then everything else past that 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 would be, mm-hmm. you know, as normal. Correct? Blockers, damage, everything like that. Uh let's let let's, uh, yeah. let's rewind that and have you ask that No, question. you're good. Man, I was, um, okay. So I I, I kind of asked it in a weird way. So for, for our listeners too. Because this is something where you're doing it in the declared attacker step. The person who is attacking, mm-hmm. they show where they're going to go. If you decide that that's not what you want to do, you get to then to decide. You then get to decide you're going to attack with these creatures of your choosing as the caster of Portal Manipulator, and you're going to attack this player. After that, combat continues to resolve as it normally would.
0: Right. Those creatures already have to be attackers. You can't choose a creature that wasn't attacking.
1: That was my disconnect.
0: Okay. That's why this is, during the declare attacker step, that means this is happening after attacks are declared. Because attackers are declared before that any my player mistake. has priority. I was like, all right, step.
1: do I basically get to decide who is attacking? Okay. No, you get to decide of the things that are attacking, they're now going to this target as opposed to or this
0: player. Yeah. Yes, they have to already be attacking. Um, as a flash uh, combat trick that's a body, this yeah. also is an emergency blocker.
1: Yeah, And I mean, here's the thing. Needed. like, I'm not going to be mad at Azorius for not having the best version of a combat trick. It's a cool combat trick that I, you know, normally, that's, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, this
0: is an uncommon, so. It's pretty ahead. solid.
1: I like it. Um, let's move on to our next one here. Uh, another creature, Suppressor Skyguard. Two white blue for a 2-4 flying human knight. Whenever a player attacks you, if that player has an opponent, another opponent who isn't being attacked, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to you this combat. This is a really cool, like, this is an intense card. I like it a lot. So... Yeah, this one's interesting. This says, Voltron deck, don't swing at me, as far as I'm concerned. It it, it says, unless you, like, you basically have to have as many attackers as there are people.
0: Otherwise, you're basically protected the entire time. You need to either be alpha striking Mm -hmm. everybody, or be accounting for this card and at least swing one thing at everybody to get through to you. Now... Throwing up any kind of attacking hurdle is going to dramatically decrease mm-hmm. the amount of attacks that are coming your way. Attack taxes, any kind of shenanigans like this. A lot of people are just going to be like, "Eh, I'm uh, not until, even going yeah. for you." Until it's yeah, it complicates
1: the math. And here's the thing: like with the taxes on combats, you have the ability to like, well, I can just not cast spells to try and hit you. But for this, it's no. You have to have. Other creatures, and they have to have other sources. Like you have to be able to attack with said creatures, unless it's a one v one at that point. Which is, I like this
0: card a lot. Yeah, this is an interesting one. What do you got for our next one as we sure. move out of Azorius here? Yeah, so we're gonna move into Dimir. With yeah, counterpoints for three blue black. That's five mana for an instant counter target spell. You may cast a creature, instant, sorcery, or planeswalker spell from your graveyard with mana value less than or equal to. That spells mana value without paying its mana cost. Okay. All right. So this is one of those counter spells that usually sit in the 4 to 5 CMC range, which is a lot to hold up. However, it's a blowout if you get it off. And in this case, you're going to do the expertise. You're going to counter a spell, and then Mm -hmm. out of your graveyard, if you have a creature, instant, sorcery, or planeswalker in there that is equal or lesser value, you're going to get it for free.
1: It's very cool. I like counterspells like this where it's like, no, yeah, like you said, it's going to be more costly to be able to do it, and you don't necessarily know what you're holding it... You don't know what you're holding it up for 99% of the time. You want to have
0: something else to sink in case, right? You don't want to be holding up five and then nothing good and juicy happens and you're either... The five right. evaporates or you're forced to spend it on somebody's rampant growth and you get a CMC two or one out of the graveyard. That's not good, right? In in a blue-black deck, if you're running this, you want to have other mana sinks or instants you can
1: Which I, I do like the fact that it's creature, instant, sorcery, or planeswalker. Like, that's a pretty wide-ranging adaptability on stuff. And that, I, yeah. I, I like that kind of level of, you know... Just, oh no, this is going to work. It's just, how much value are you going to get out of it? And that's
0: that's pretty solid. Right. You could definitely whiff if you're not careful. You need to both have an idea in mind of what you're going to hit and also an idea of what yeah. you're going to get. Uh, what do you got for our next one here? Okay, we got Memory Vampire, which is four blue-black. That's six mana for a creature vampire detective. It's a 4-4 mm-hmm. four, four flyer. Whenever Memory Vampire deals combat damage to a player... Any number of target players each mill that many cards. You may then collect Evidence 9. When you do, you may cast Target non Card from Defending Player's Graveyard without paying Ooh. its mana cost. As a reminder, collect Evidence 9 means exile a combined total of cards with mana value 9 or more out of your own graveyard. I like this. I, yeah. So whenever it hits in, that amount of damage mm. that you deal, everyone's going to mill that much. Any number of target players. So you can hit everyone, including yourself, if you want to, to help you get to that Evidence 9. Or if your graveyard's already full, you don't have to do that. You're going to exile maybe a 4 and a 5 CMC, whatever you get out of your graveyard. And when you do, the player that you hit in, you're going to get to steal one of their spells out of their graveyard.
1: It's pretty good. for free. You may cast target non-land card. I like it um
0: yeah and it there's has some blind, evasion so its yeah. chance of hitting in is is yeah. significant
1: it's it's pretty it's, it's pretty solid as far as uh, all right we're in blue black we're going to mill anyway or at least the option to yeah, mill you're in blue black yeah. so if
0: you're in if you're in uh, Yuriko or any kind of
1: oh, yeah, jutsu
0: yeah. deck or any kind of unblockable deck this is really going to slot in nicely um you want that combat damage trigger you're going to hit everybody so you've got that mill aspect um this I mean, definitely we like to see some
1: play. And this is this is a decent amount of value to be able to get, especially when you are milling somebody to try and get stuff and yourself to be able to pay for said stuff. You know, that's that's pretty solid. Um, that said, as much as I like uh, the weird stuff that Demir is doing, because Demir is going to Demir. Uh, let's 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 go on to Rakdos because, woo, I'm excited okay. uh, for this next one. Rakdos is, is the always fun stuff, the fun yeah. stuff. Uh frenzied Gorspawn, uh super fun name, obviously. Three black red for a four-four creature horror. Uh when frenzied Gorspawn enters the battlefield for each opponent, goad target creature that player controls. As a reminder, until your next mm-hmm. turn, those creatures attack each combat if able and attack a player other than you if able. Cool. We love we love goading. It's great. Uh, Additional text, whenever one or more creatures attack one of your opponents, those creatures gain menace until end of turn. There it is. Mm. Now, yeah. you want to talk about fun on a stick. Like, goading is also is always great. But, oh, you're not attacking me? Great, it has menace. Have fun. I love that.
0: Yeah, menace is one of the keywords that we're seeing yep. a lot in this set. And as a reminder, menace means that it can only be blocked by two yep. or more creatures. Now, when you have multiple creatures hitting in with menace, that quickly makes them very difficult yeah. to block. Because if they swing in with three, now you need to six To not take blockers. anything. Or it's, Ugh.
1: well... I can, right. I can double block this thing and not get hit by it, or I can double block this thing and I'll take more damage, but I'll kill the other thing that I wouldn't be able to kill. I, I The idea of you being able to do that at all times and enable uh, some goad onto it when it enters the battlefield, It's this is very cool. I
0: like this card a lot. Yeah, you would definitely want this in a forced combat deck or a heavily incentivized combat deck. Um stacking buffs that reward players for yeah. attacking and like Hiji Duelist Heritage Ooh, I wouldn't even think about that like, yeah. things that things that really make combat spicy and you know to to hopefully Add to the yeah. carrot and the stick. Maybe you're you're using things like go to or, force like, attacks. And, and again, I was like,
1: all right, well, Karazakar, this is going in because it, it cares about things that are goaded and getting cards off of that. Uh, Thantis, because yes, I mm-hmm. want to force combat. And at the same time, if I'm forcing combat with Menace, now I'm not nearly as good as an attack. Because if you have to attack, well, you want to attack something where your creatures might survive on the on the back end where it's a lot easier for me to block.
0: Um, this also has a nice sort of exit clause here, right? It says, yes, it's going to go things, but whenever one of our creatures attack one of your yes. opponents, they gain menace. This could have easily been whatever a goaded right, creature right, attacks. Right. This creatures gain menace, and that could get really yeah, exactly. dicey at the end. So
1: right? it's, 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 all, it's all upside. It, the, the floor is the ceiling, and we like that. Uh, what do you good. got for our other Rakdos card? Like, very ahead. specifically... Just even more Rakdos.
0: Rakdos as heck. Rakdos patron chaos. Four black red, (laughs) six mana for a legendary creature demon, six six flying and trample. That's the flample. At the beginning of your end step, target opponent may sacrifice two non land, non token permanents. If they don't, I like that. Target opponent is good. May
1: sacrifice two non land, non token permanents like that a lot.
0: Yeah, so they're not going to get rid of their clues, clues, treasures, nothing like that. They're going to have to get rid of something at least somewhere cool. I like this guy. Now, this is happening pretty slowly, so you probably would want to slot this into a deck that already cares about sacrifice, um, or maybe it cares about Mm -hmm. triggers. Because by itself, yes, this is good, but it's going to happen to one player once every oh, sure. go around the table. So if, if you wanted to build this into a deck, we would definitely have more Edict effects, more Sacrifice effects. And the more of those you run, the more likely that this is going to pay out and draw you two cards because they will have nothing. Oh, like for sure.
1: To and I think I, that said... I, I'm glad that it is as slow as it is because when you take the non land, non token permanent out of it, it's okay. You're sacrificing like actual mana rocks. You're sacrificing actual creatures. You're sacrificing stuff that you've paid mana to put out there, and the targeting on yes. that is—it's a lot harder to do that. This is not annihilator. You know, this is like no. This this is a not. This is hey. You're gonna get rid of stuff or give me my cards. I, I feel like you're gonna get cards out of this. 75% of the time until you get into the end game.
0: Yeah, that's the interesting thing about this and, and why mm-hmm. we're talking about it. It's not just a, uh, you know, a stacks piece or, or a hate piece. It gives your opponent right. the option. And as Mike said, broadly, people want to keep their stuff. <laughs> so they might be
1: inclined to give you I've those I've also figured out that my favorite thing is when somebody who has like a lot of cards gets to a point where it's like hey are you going to do this thing that you don't want to do or are you going to let me get more cards there gets to get be a certain threshold they're like well you've already got 10 in hand what's two more and it's like two more is still two more yeah. <laughs> like if i don't have a wincon in my hand yeah. with my 10 cards and you allow me to have two more I, I don't depending on the deck it's like oh well great now i have a 20% chance to have a wincon in my hand or whatever it is and i just i dig that it's a cool concept uh, moving on to... Rakdos the Guild Leader has, has had yeah. oh, several oh, individuals. I, 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 I am kind of excited about somebody just building a... Here's the Rakdos deck. Because I don't know how many Rakdos there are as far as creatures, but I
0: feel like there's... Well, there's there's certainly enough of each individual guild to build a guild-only deck, I would imagine. Right. Oh, I mean, like,
1: every creature is Rakdos the Legendary Creature. Uh, there's only, like,
0: four of them. That's it's not going to be really? enough.
1: I thought there was more. The, I was going to say, I thought there was more Ra- iterations of Rakdos and then like Rakdos as like a Planeswalker. And then
0: fair enough. I don't okay, think he well. is a Planeswalker. He's not a Planeswalker. So we got. Hmm. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, maybe in another like 10 years. <laughs> we'll figure yeah, Rakdos, Lord
0: out. of Riots. Okay. Rakdos, Patron of Chaos. Okay. Showstopper. Mm, yep. We got the showstopper. We got Rakdos to Defiler, the okay. showstopper. And then, yeah, we, we already mentioned the uh, the one we just did.
1: Well, fair enough. Uh, okay, so let me let me rephrase. I want to have Rakdos deck where it's Rakdos and then a whole lot of creatures that are clones. And they're all Rakdos. Oh, my. So <laughs> It's all Rakdos all the way down. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll worry about that on a different day. Uh, let's go to Selesnya uh, for Buried in the Garden. Two green-white for an enchantment aura, enchant land. When buried in the garden, enters the battlefield. Exile target non-land permanent you don't control until buried in the garden leaves the battlefield. Whenever enchanted land is tapped for mana, its controller adds an additional mana of one color.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah, so we've got the O-ring effect combined with an aura ramp card. Yeah. Now, most... Green decks, most decks in general don't run or a ramp because it is vulnerable to spot removal. When you hit a land or a permanent, any permanent that's attached to that permanent will also get hit. It'll go to the graveyard as well. So you would definitely want to be running this in a deck that already cares about enchantments. You're yep. in Silesnia. That's a pretty strong possibility. The, yeah, it, it, it's it's likely. Right at that point, so you're going to you're going to get that aura that your deck already cares about. You're going to get that mm-hmm. additional mana of any color, which is yep. good fixing, and you're going to get an O ring. Um, now, I we already had a question about O rings vis a vis this set. This mm-hmm. is the fixed version of the O ring, where it is a single combined trigger. Yep. When buried in the garden, enters the battlefield, exile target on that permanent, you don't control until it leaves the battlefield. Uh, that means no shenanigans. This will always work exactly as described. However, we did talk about a card in the previous episode, um, Aurelia, Mono White, something like that. And she had a disguise for X3 and White. That was right. two separate triggers. So if you blinked her with that trigger on the stack, you would get a permanent exile um so they're they're still doing O-rings with the old text and the new text. You just gotta have to read carefully, right, Mike?
1: Right, right, right. And here's the thing. So this is an O-ring and a not wild growth, but kind of a wild growth on the same card. Mostly because I and I hope we can agree with that just because I'd like to call it Wild Growth Ring. But <laughs> it's this is pretty cool as far as uh okay, I'm gonna exile something and I'm gonna try and get my additional you know, a little bit of help from it. And then, yeah, you can disenchant it if you want to. Um, But I don't know. I feel like more times than not, like, oh, I'm going to exile this one thing. More times
0: than not, that ends up sticking around. Now, as a uncommon, the rate, you can clearly see how it is, right? We have three mana for the O-Ring. That's just what O-Rings cost. And then we have one mana for the Aura Ramp. And those are right. just stapled onto each other. We got two green. White. Yep.
1: Just make it a little bit cleaner. I like it. Uh, talk to me about our next legendary. Yeah, here. so we
0: got Tristani, three whispers, green, Selesnia white. That's three mana. For a legendary mm-hmm. creature, Dryad, it's a 4-4 four, four with three different activated abilities. The first one is pay one and a green. Target creature gains death touch until end of turn. Oof. The second okay. ability is Celesnia. That's a green white hybrid mana. Target creature uh-huh. gains vigilance until end of turn. Also pretty and good. And the third ability, pay two and a white. Target creature gains double strike until end of turn. Uh, Mike, this okay. is giving me a little bit of Feldegriff. You are. I, I see it. You're yeah. passing these keyword buffs to. It says target creature, so this can be any target creature, your opponent's included. Right. And you can really you can either encourage things, you can reward things Mm -hmm. with double strike. You can double up combat triggers. That's a very effective tool.
1: Oh, for sure. Death
0: touch is no slouch either.
1: No, not at all. And the idea of like, I've seen a couple of people talk about this and it's like, actually, this would be kind of a fun, like Voltron deck. Oh, this would be kind of fun, like pumping other stuff and combat tricks and stuff like that. And it's like the, the answer to me is just like, yeah, no, this does enough stuff to where it's it's weird. It's not threatening on its own, but it creates it it creates an environment where everything is a threat all the time. Yeah. So you're likely to make a lot of deals where it's like, all right, I'm going to go to combat. Okay, I would like, hey, hey, Alex, I would like to make this attack. This is why I want to do it. This is my justification for it. Will you allow
0: me to do this? <laughs> Will you enable? Yeah, it's given this? give me a little bit it's of like, cameras. hey, right. Um, we're we have this interesting kind of menacing buff shop thing going on. That's that's quite interesting. You definitely mm-hmm. do need to build around it. I would heavily recommend if there is one. I think there's one or two uh, activated ability cost reducers, so that you can get that down to a single green right. and a uh, one and a white, which is much more palatable. Also, mm-hmm. there's the illusionist bracers which that's a uh, equipment that is going to double up the activated abilities that are not mana abilities of which these three are so you could Mm -hmm. be making multiple things get double strike death touch vigilance and you would definitely want to have some nice uh, like awakening or seedborn muse style effects that allow you to untap your mana sources so that you can use this on other people's turns and not have to hold so much mana. Mm-hmm. I think this could make for an interesting deck, Mike.
1: I like it a lot. Um it's not in the core in the colors where you're forcing a lot of combat mm-hmm. by itself, but as far as I mean controlling the tempo of combat. I've like heard you know, hear no problem. Uh, oh, for sure um what's our next we're going into orzhov we're going into orzhov all right covetous elegy uh this is four white black for sorcery uh each player chooses up to two creatures they control then sacrifices the rest then you create a tapped treasure token for each creature opponent's control oh that's pretty slick how bad do you really want to keep all your stuff well you only get to keep two by the way for every one you keep i'm gonna make myself ramp back up To where there's a good chance that I'm casting this. I think unless unless your board is
0: worthless to you, you keep two, right? There are things that you want on your board, maybe your beater, maybe your utility creature, your commander that you really don't want to have to sacrifice. And again, a sacrificing board wipe, that's very effective, right? That's going to get around indestructible and protection. There are very few things that can Mm -hmm. prevent you from having to sacrifice. So this will make things happen. Right.
1: No, this is a very... I I like this one a lot, actually. Uh, Because, you know, when you normally go into the, oh, no, we're doing board wipes and it's six mana. All right, what's the extra effect that we get? Okay. You can get up to six treasure tokens in a normal pod. And that's the second upside, because the first upside that I'm seeing is that it's sacrificed.
0: Yes, that is a big upside.
1: Yeah, so, I mean... Put it this way, if if the gold standard for a board wipe is four mana for standard board wipe, would I pay an extra mana for it to be sacrificed instead of destroy? Probably. Like, there's a decent amount of time. Would you pay an extra mana to gain up to six treasure tokens? Yeah, 100%. So, here's the thing. If I cast
0: this and I get two
1: treasures out of it, I still feel okay. (laughs) You know,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean every treasure you get has reduced the cost of this board wipe mic. That's it's very cool. All right, covet to This is LLG. an Orzov, and Orzov is definitely at the bleeding edge of board wipes. They have some of the best ones in the game.
1: For sure, for sure. Um why don't you not not a uh, not a commander, but we have another legendary card here and uh talk about somebody else that's made a lot of different appearances with a lot of different names. What do you got for me? Yeah, so we got Kaya
0: and hey! Kaya's Definitely become a, a main player as a planeswalker in the story. She shows sure. more and more, and her style of planeswalker, where she has these low cost uh, loyalty abilities, definitely mm-hmm. makes for some interesting play because, unlike most planeswalkers, her ultimate, especially here, is extraordinarily affordable. Let's look at her here. She's a uh, Kaya Spirits Justice is two white black, that's four mana. Yep. For a legendary Planeswalker Kaya, she enters with three starting loyalty. Okay. And she has a, uh, you know, a Planeswalker-style enchantment ability that doesn't cost loyalty. Mm-hmm. Whenever static, one yeah. or more creatures—now, this is a triggered ability. Okay. Whenever one or more creatures you control and or creature cards in your graveyard are put into exile, okay, you may choose a creature card from among them. Until end of turn, target token you control becomes a copy of it, except it is flying. Oh, interesting. So let's read that one more time. Whenever any of your creatures on the battlefield or in graveyard get exiled, you can pick one of those. And you will, if you have a token on the field, it'll become a copy of it with flying. Neat. So you're an Orzhov. Maybe that's uh, going to be happening to you. Maybe some of her abilities are going to care about that. Let's start mm-hmm. with her plus two. That's surveil to exile a card from a graveyard. Hey, there you go. yeah so surveil unlike scry and actually some people prefer surveil to scry you're gonna look at the top two cards of your library you will choose whether to uh, leave one or both of them on the top and any that you choose not to will go to your graveyard and you'll exile a card from a graveyard so you can hit anybody's graveyard with that next for plus one create a one one white and black spirit creature token with flying that's good value Right, making a 1-1 flyer for plus one. That's solid. We like that one. Uh, Finally, her minus two, this is typically where her ultimate would be, but you can use this immediately the the time she comes out. Minus two, exile target creature you control. For each other player, exile up to one target creature that player controls. Nice. So, wow. For four mana, you can spot exile one target creature for each player up to... Mm -hmm. and she'll stay alive, Mike, and that means we're going to get that trigger, most likely, because we're exiling a target creature we control. Right. So we're going to choose a creature card from among them, the creature we just exiled, and we're basically going to... It's almost like we never lost it. We're going to turn a token we have into that creature with flying, and then she's still on the field. Next turn, we could make a token. Right. No, this is is pretty slick. She's got a lot of value on her. Now, you do have to be playing her game, right? You need to care about tokens and mm-hmm. you need to care about graveyards and exile, which you're in Orzov, that deck is not that much of a stretch, right?
1: No. And, and and here's the thing. If if all this does is plus ones for a decent amount of time just all right, I'm going to make pretty good blockers. Um I mean, that's not terrible because you still have this, oh, I'm going to have a group exile effect ready to go whenever and just like the the enabling of flying, the target token you control becomes a copy with it, except it has flying. Like, I, I like that the the whole concept of this is you're going to get around whatever stuff you need to. Her abilities are cool.
0: highly, highly synergistic, right? Yeah. We have her plus two. It's exiling a card from a graveyard. If it's your graveyard, then you're going to make a copy of that creature. Mm -hmm. and then you have her plus one that enables you, if you don't have a token, here's the token that you can target with her abilities. Right. And then her minus two, we went over. uh, That's just going to be an explosive removal, maybe on some very juicy creatures. And you basically don't even lose the creature that you lost. You basically still have it.
1: Uh, it, Until end of turn, right? Yeah, so you you still have that. You still have it until end of turn. But depending on what you have, if it's something that like, oh, it's a dies trigger. Well, okay, then. I still have the opportunity for it to die, even though I've exiled it, which is pretty cool. Um, Not a a Planeswalker. Definitely. Definitely a lot of value on a four mana uh, card there. Uh, Not a Planeswalker, but a card that cares about Planeswalkers. Tomek, Wielder of Law, one white black for a 2-4 legendary creature human advisor that has affinity for Planeswalkers, which means this spell costs one last to cast for each Planeswalker you control. Cool. Uh, With Flying and Vigilance. Whenever an opponent attacks with creatures, if two or more of those creatures are attacking you and/or planeswalkers you control, that opponent loses three life and you draw a card.
0: That's a that's a pretty good attack. This is tax. giving me uh, super friends right here. So yeah, 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 as. A card in the 99 under most circumstances right affinity for planeswalkers which is a great effect The spell will cost one generic less for each planeswalker you control that's mm-hmm. only going to get you a discount of one to go down to white black that's okay but unless your commander yeah that means that your command tax can be discounted by the planeswalkers you control which is very attractive potentially your commander could cost as little as white black even after multiple casts so that's great mm-hmm. on top of that What's the one weakness of Super Friends decks? They typically don't run a lot of creatures to block yeah. for their Plantswalkers because those slots, you need them for Plantswalkers and Plantswalker Synergy. Yep. So they're typically not going to run a big, fat creature package. So we have whenever an opponent attacks with creatures, if two or more of them are attacking you or Plantswalkers you control, they're going to get penalized. And yep. as we said... It doesn't necessarily even matter that the penalty is that harsh, right? They lose three life and you draw a card. Big whoop, right? Right. Even that limited resistance is enough to make people second guess. Do I really want to attack in? Now, unfortunately for a Super Friends deck, you're going to, if you've played against one or you've played one, you know... That frequently you'll have a situation where you have multiple Planeswalkers that are about to get to a point of no return. They're going to get to their ultimate, their emblem, and they have to attack in. So they're just going to start giving you benefits, Mike. Right, and then I I mean, I'm the losing three life and black and white.
1: Okay, great. Well, you can do a lot of that. Well, I like benefits for that. I like when people lose life because then I do B C D E etc. Right, um, plenty of black cards that like the drawing a card. I'd almost like encourage people to start attacking me. Cool. You're attacking me with two things? Cool. I'll draw a
0: card. Check All out right. this pre order price, my twenty-five dollars.
1: That's fair. I mean it's a very cool card. It's 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 gonna be like it's a very narrow like application. But we're at the point yeah, where you
0: could run a black white super friends deck and there are enough planeswalkers to make that deck. Now. I mean heck,
1: half of them would be Kaya. But yeah, that's Ka- God, dude, Ka- Kaya that's a great deck. Kaya right and Elspeth Kaya. go done Ooh, game. Elspeth, that's we it. We love Elspeth. Uh, no, I, I like this. I like they this. They three lot.
0: tokens, and then Kaya turns those tokens into flying copies.
1: Yep, I'm down. <laughs> really fun stuff there. Uh, what do you have uh, as we move
0: off of uh, Orzhov here? So we have Urgence Necrospy, which is two black green. That's four mana for an instant. As an additional cost to cast the spell, collect evidence X, where X is the total mana value of permanence this spell targets. Okay. Destroy up to one target artifact, up to one target creature, up to one target enchantment, and up to one target planeswalker. That's giving me Decimate, like, although. It's better Decimate. Decimate and cards like it, those have the limitation that you have to have targets. Right. And especially for Decimate in particular, if you've tried to cast it, you know. If you're missing even a single target, that's not a legal spell to cast. There's been a... So it's very nice to head this up to claws right. so that if you don't... If there is no Planeswalker or you don't want to hit one, you're still okay. There's been, now, there's been a
1: time or two where I've wanted to cast a Decimate and I was like, ah, uh, I don't want to... And I, you just can't. Well, there's times where you can't and then there's the times where I go, well, man, I really don't want to destroy anybody's... I don't want to
0: destroy anybody's land. I feel bad. Uh, yeah. I, I'll just chill. But here's, <laughs> here's the... There's there's this additional cost element, right? Sure. If you're targeting an artifact, a creature in enchantment, and a Planeswalker, that's potentially in excess of 10, 15, 20 mana, depending on what you're trying to right. hit. And that's going to make you do a little bit of math. You're going to have to exile X cards out of your graveyard mm-hmm. uh, with total combined mana value X based on what you're hitting. It's almost kind of like a strive cost... And I don't know. You're you're in a black green deck, Mike. I'm sure that you can fill your graveyard. Yeah, that said, uh, and uh, if you can, this is a versatile
1: removal. It, it, it is. But that said, I have I have a question, Judge. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Let's say I want to get rid of a mana value total of nine. Okay, so you know, so nine is the evidence cost that I have to do. Okay. It says collect evidence X, where X is the total mana value of the permanence, the spell targets. It doesn't say where X is the total mana value or more, you know what I mean? Or, or less. So if right, I, so, so do I have to hit the cost exactly? Or if I don't have the math to make it work out, I've got a four mana cost card in my graveyard and I have a six mana cost graveyard, but I want to do nine. Am I
0: okay? Am I in trouble? Yes, you are. Okay. okay. So collect evidence. Uh, we didn't really talk about this aspect of it in the previous episode. Collect Evidence N is exile cards with total mana value N or more Got it. from your graveyard. Okay. So if you wanted to, you could just keep exiling stuff out of your graveyard. There's very limited benefit to that in most situations. Mm. But if you want to collect Evidence 1, you say, I exile my whole graveyard, uh, you can.
1: And now we move on to my other pet peeve with this card. So it has Evidence X. It's in a set where Evidence is showing up for the first time and Evidence and is, is, is an not account. in the text. It's not in this. Well,
0: Mike, how else could they fit that flavor text That's on
1: there, why I'm birds? mad. You could have made room. You literally like <laughs> in all the opportunities. this All right, I'm done. Uh hey.
0: It's true. Cool I mean card. You're, you're right. For accessibility purposes, we do wish that this is the first time we've ever seen collect evidence and many of these other mechanics. They probably won't appear again for a long time. Reminder text is very helpful for for people.
1: Uh, moving on, Uh, we're going to Boros and another legendary creature, uh, creature, Aurelia, the law above three red, white for a four, four legendary creature, angel with flying vigilance and haste. That's a whole lot of, uh, keyword. Yep. Um, whenever a player attacks with three or more creatures, you draw a card. Pretty cool. Uh, whenever a player attacks with five or more creatures, Aurelia, the law above deals three damage to each of your opponents and you gain three life.
0: Okay. So. Oh, look, it's a Boros commander that cares about combat, Mike. Yeah. Uh, but but
1: cares about combat for everybody. And it's not a don't attack me. It's no, just attack. Attack. You, everybody attack. Much attack. You
0: really, really want to be forcing attack. Go! If you want to get a benefit <laughs> of this. Yeah, Goat is going to be very helpful here. The number of times that you'll get a trigger for three or more creatures or for five or more creatures attacking that aren't you with this on the field, if those attacks are voluntary, is Mm -hmm. probably zero. Yeah. So you're going to want to encourage people by probably making them and also Mm -hmm. give them benefits when they attack, right?
1: This is one of those fun ones where it's like, all right, cool. Well, I... I want to like pump Aurelia up with like cool life life game or life link and like oh you know what at the end I'm gonna try and sneak uh, infect on Aurelia ah, ah, ah. like there's a bunch of weird stuff that you could do with this but it's also counterintuitive to the thing that you want to do where it's like no I need lots of creatures to attack I need I need cards
0: and damage to be done. I mean uh, you're in Boros, it's you fun. Can definitely have a, a you package have of yeah. tokens. You can have a package of Goat, and you can have a package of, of Voltron. Now, if you split the focus that much, you may have some trouble, but I'm willing to bet that you could make this deck work. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: We, I just If nothing else, just figure out ways to give everybody else creatures as well, and then you'll be fine. Um, no, this is a cool angel. I like it. Uh, why don't you tell me about our next one here?
0: Take the bait, Mike. It's a uh, two red-white, okay. four mana for an instant. Got it. Cast a spell only during an opponent's turn and only during combat. Cool. Prevent... All combat damage that would be dealt to you and Planeswalkers, you control this turn. Untap all attacking creatures and go to them. After this phase, there is an additional combat phase. Neat. Now, we've seen this effect in blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you say, ah, no, this, we're going to do a redo on this combat. Mm-hmm. And blue's doing its trickery. But here we have it in Boros. Yep. So we're going to fog right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna redo combat, but it's not gonna be coming at me unless it's heads up. In which case, why are you? I mean, I guess you get the fog, right? But you're gonna you're gonna force attacks. I mean, this goes directly into Aurelian. Any deck that cares about forcing attacks cares about Goad.
1: It's cool. It's cool. I, I like. I, yeah. I I'm I'm looking at this, and so the difference between. This and uh, Portal Manipulator, I I like Take the Bait, um, a lot. It's just one. It's one of those things where the fog attached to it is pretty good. I don't know. I I I like them both. I, I wish I had a little bit
0: more for four
1: mana. Yeah, right. It's
0: a four mana hold up. So you you want to have some other kind of mana sink in case there isn't a big swing right. coming at you, right? Because this is specifically when somebody swings into you with juicy enough things that it would make sense right. to spend a 4 mana. And you don't have them.
1: the ability of, oh, we're going to redirect things in, in the end game. But you do have the actual, like, like you said, you have the fog effect.
0: Right. So, and unlike Master Warcraft, you're not dictating exactly what happens in combat. You're simply making sure it doesn't happen to
1: you. And more importantly, it's only with the things that are attacking at the time. So you're untapping all attacking creatures and goading them. Yes. and then there's an additional combat phase. So, right. you know, maybe if they didn't attack with other things and blah, 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 blah. but it's fine. like I, I I like it as a concept. Um, just four mana is a little bit more than I'd like. Um, mm-hmm. Let's move on to something that is you know two mana or more. Uh, repulsive mutation uh, x green blue for an instant, put x plus one plus one counters on target creature you control. Then counter up to one target spell unless its controller pays mana equal to the greatest power
0: among creatures you control. That's really cool. Hey, Mike, weren't we just talking about the best X spells are ones that you can pay zero yeah into and still get no, out of them? This is a. What if I pay zero green blue? Right.
1: Yeah, I can. I can still have counterspell mana up with a forest and an island, or I can do some shenanigans and hey, I'm gonna pump this up a little bit too. Like, even if the oh, I'm going to counterspell this, and they wouldn't be able to do anything about it anyway. But how about I get some extra value and I just put four plus one plus one counters on it because.
0: That's a good thing, right? There definitely are some counterspells, at least one, that you're paying X in and you'll counter it unless they pay X, which, yikes to that. But for this one, even if you don't want to spend the mana, you're still going to get a counter spell, and if you're in a, a Simic go tall deck, many Simic decks enjoy big fat creatures, Yep. then you're going to get counter that spell unless they pay four, five, six, or more. Right. Which, that's very effective, but also, you care about plus one, plus one counters, even if they do pay the cost, which they're really going to have to want that spell, and it's going to probably ruin the rest of their turn mm-hmm. they don't get to do anything else because they're mana spent and you still get those plus one plus one counters Mike
1: I, this is a super like I, I'm just waiting for the time that you play this with Simic Ascendancy out and hey here's how I win the game <laughs> I'm gonna add seven plus one plus one counters to this thing pay nine total mana it's so fun. it's
0: like they they cast the spell to remove Simic Ascendancy yeah and you're like eh, how about I win? actually
1: I keep it uh, because like it, that's a part of the math where it's like all right I think it's three mana to put a plus one plus one counter on something with Simic ascendancy well yeah. what if i counter something and then i pay one mana per counter <laughs> and then i untap and win the game um
0: yeah i mean you're in stomach you care about plus one plus one counters you care about big bodies this is a really easy include
1: and th- is this an uncommon holy cow it isn't this is a
0: 17 cent card
1: that's an at, at like at regular cost counter spell
0: right that's that's always worth mentioning for uncommons and for commons even if you're listening to this episode or looking at these cards three or five years down the line, the chance that that's going to remain under one dollar is very high. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. I like it. Our next one here. Why don't Why don't you go with this? Because it's a lot of words. It's a lot of words. Yeah, Mike. We have a we have a split card. So we have cease and desist, uh, Mike. I noticed you were running an unauthorized rebroadcast of Major League Baseball using only. Implied oral consents and not expressed written consent. So you picked like you will the be going worst. You jail. picked the
1: worst of the sports. But in the for meantime, me. <laughs>
0: like when did, I was clearly framed.
1: There's no way that I did that. But anyway, continue.
0: Hundred percent. That's you. So cease and desist, Mike. We have uh, this is a split card, so we have two spells on the same card. Now, because there's no fuse, you will have to choose one of these two to cast. You oh, don't yeah. get both. So let's look at the first half. We have cease, which is one and hybrid black green. Uh, two mana for an instance, exile up to two target cards from a single graveyard, Okay. target player gains two life and draws a card. I like that you can hit any player's graveyard, and then, it doesn't matter who you picked, pick another player, probably yourself, gain two right. life and draw a card. But you can spread that around however you like. And then we have Desist. Just the other half, uh, four Selesnea Selesnea, that's six mana for sorcery, destroy all artifacts and enchantments. Now, for an effect that says destroy all artifacts and enchantments, that is super high cost. That's way higher than you would normally be spending at sorcery speed that only hits artifacts and enchantments. However, Mike, it's a modal card, right? You pay the modal card tax because we have. Options. You don't have to destroy artifacts and enchantments. You could, at instant mm-hmm. speed, interrupt somebody's reanimation. You can cantrip, get your life gain trigger. Is this card super powerful? No. And does it go in a ton of decks? Not necessarily, right? Because it can only go right. in uh, an Abzan deck. Right. White, green, and black have to be in your deck. It's not bad.
1: I I I, I dig it. I
0: we yeah. have some spot removal. we and have some, like a specific
1: kind of wrath that is probably, you know, hey, I'm mm-hmm. I'm running a lot of graveyard shenanigans, so maybe I'm not doing as many artifact and enchantments as I am like random creatures, etc.
0: Right, I mean if you're in Silesnia, Selesnia is a color that I mean, especially green, the yeah, green yeah. part doesn't like unnatural or artificial right. permits. They don't like artifacts, they don't like enchantments. So very flavorful and in the color pod that those would be the two kinds. They it's pretty it. solid.
1: It's it's not bad. Um, it isn't uncommon. So it's yeah, a it's a quarter. And like, you know, maybe maybe the cost for those individual spells. Is, oh, you wish it was one less or something like that. But I mean, it seems like reasonably cost overall. And options are always good.
0: And uh, it's it's a panorama. They don't usually do these as panoramas.
1: Honestly, I'm just trying to vamp on this card because the next one is going to hurt my brain a little bit. Um, Niv, Mizzet, Pack, cost uh, mm. Wooburg, white, blue, black, red, green, for a 6-6, Dragon, Avatar, Legendary Creature, Flying, and Hexproof from Multicolored. Okay. Whenever Niv, Mizzet, Pack deals combat damage to a player, it deals X damage to any target, target player draws X cards and you gain X life where X is the number of different color pairs among permanents you control that are exactly two colors.
0: Yeah. Ugh. So we, I was Niv-Mizzet right born, is right in this same vein where it would uh, top deck cards off your library and it would look for unique color pairs. Just like that commander, you simply need to build around this. This card makes no yeah. sense as a Dragon Commander, or as a card in the Dragon 99. You simply must build a uh, color pair or Ravnican guild type of deck. He demands that you build that, which flavorfully, sure. I mean, he is the guild pact. He's in charge of all of Ravnica and all the guilds. So if you want to build a Ravnica-themed deck, great commander Uh, option.
1: The amount of flavor that this can play with is immense and awesome. The... uh, you can have a package for each And guild. frankly, how many guilds would you have to play to feel comfortable with this? Because you got a total of ten. Uh,
0: you want to play most of and, them. And,
1: and that's the thing. Like The, the amount of, I need my lands to tap for every type of mana, and the amount of stuff where it's like, well, I don't want to play three mana or four. I don't want to play three color or four color or five color spells for the most part. Because those are just other cards that get in the way of my commander doing the thing that I want my commander to do. But... I don't know. Like, here's the thing. I think this is a really cool card. I have, like, zero interest in building this deck because it would, like, actually hurt my brain a little bit. That's But fair. I think
0: it's a cool effect. Now, there is... There's a little bit of play yeah. here, right? Because in Commander, we not only have the concept of color, we also have the distinct concept of color, mm-hmm. identity. Which color... Uh, and color identity often are the same, but not always. Color is going to be determined by the pips and its casting right. cost, as well as any characteristic defined ability or color indicator that would uh, change its color. But for us in Commander, we also have color identity, where that's what's actually determining what cards we're mm-hmm. allowed to run and is distinct from what NIM it cares about. So if you had a theoretical card that cost green white but in its rules text it had other color pips that's okay that's a two color gotcha. card
1: okay well that helps me some uh not a ton to be honest with you because again it's still more complicated than yeah but i mean this
0: it's a builder yeah. commander uh you really you must build along his path and if you don't just run a different right. commander, right? This is the color pairs commander. And New mizzet Reborn also would fit great into this yeah. deck because it also cares about yeah. color pairs.
1: I again, my entire thing with this is I don't want to build it. I really want somebody to play it against me. I think it's a cool card. I yeah. want to see it work. I just don't want to figure it out yeah. and build it. Um that's what we have for the multicolored. Uh let's go into let's go into our our uh, our, our no color. Uh and I, I always cede that to you because of, of fun Emrakul, and, and because the the amount of joy that you get, especially in utility lands, and this is a really cool one.
0: Yeah, Mike, this is a really cool utility land. We have Escape Tunnel, which is a non-basic land with two activated abilities, no mana ability. So first one is Tap and Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. Very standard uh, fetch land, yeah, the basic yeah, yeah. kind of fetch land. It's going to find a basic, it'll enter tapped. Not very much upside there. However, we have a second option, tap and sacrifice escape tunnel. Target creature power two or less can't be blocked this Strictly turn. Strictly better evolving wilds. So wild. we have a little yeah. bit of skulk going yeah. on. That's not bad. I, I, and this is a common, Mike, so this will be cheap forever. It's pretty cool.
1: I, I do like that. I, I love the idea of... No
0: self-respecting criminal has a basement with no, just worshiped
1: I, I, I love the idea of, like, hey, Evolving Wilds has been along for a long time. Let's get a Terramorphic expanse, so now you can have more than one of those if you're playing, you know, a singleton format, etc.
0: And how about one that's
1: yeah. Uh, better? Yeah, let's, let's add more stuff. The idea of, like, adding very small effects to those over time, I do dig it. Um, this is a cool card.
0: Now, as a reminder, you can absolutely do shenanigans with this. What you would do okay. is target a creature with power two or less... It can no longer be blocked. This is before combat. Uh, you know, you can do yeah, this at yeah. the beginning of combat. You can do this at the start of turn. Do this in the middle of combat, and then once this is resolved before then blockers are be declared, of no, course, no, then no, you no, pump no. it up exactly. And now it's a big creature, unblockable.
1: Yeah, no, this is absolutely going in the Jessica and Arden deck. As far as a okay, great, Arden is a two power creature. Uh, I'm going to make it unblockable. Then I'm going to go to combat, and then. Arden's ability is going to trigger, and I'm going to put three swords and an Argentum armor and a something else <laughs> onto him. Good luck. Huzzah. Uh, this is a
0: solid utility land. I, this would yeah. take the spot of another fetch land, right? Because without a mana ability, this is not something that you want necessarily no. sitting on the board for a long time unless right. you have a plan to use the uh, the unblockable. Yeah, no, the I'm all for it. This I, is I like It's giving me Rogue's Passage, right? It's the same idea, yeah. the Secret Passage... And it makes creatures a one, unblockable.
1: A one-time Rogue's Passage or get a basic.
0: Sweet. Yeah. At, I, a I, common I, I like rarity. That. So forever, this is going to be in the, you know, the pennies range and you're mm-hmm. building a budget deck. Terramorphic Expanse, this is just this is just an alternative to that,
1: right? Uh, let's move on to our last card in the card that I'm so terrified of what it's actually going to cost when I want to order it. And I will be ordering it. Uh, Emissary Green. Uh, so this is coming from the clue specific set, uh, four green, four and a green, so five mana for a 3-3 three, three legendary creature human advisor. Whenever Emissary Green attacks, starting with you, each player votes for profit or security. We're voting! We love it! Uh, you voting. create a number of treasure tokens equal to twice the number of profit votes. Put a number of plus one, plus one counters on each creature you control equal to the number of security votes. Okay, time for mm. some math.
0: Well, I think this uh, this slots right into lunch yeah, really yeah, yeah, easily.
1: Yeah. Um, wow. Okay, so it's on attack. So if you need to pump yes. up emissary green, you can at least guarantee some of that on the attack. Uh, treasures are. I don't know why it's twice the amount of treasure or <laughs> treasure. Based off of the profit, but wow. Because
0: people are not going to want to vote I, for that. But
1: yeah, but like, put a number of plus one, plus one counters on each creature you control. I think the reason that they do this is because Emissary Green, the way you build it, is I am going to take out one player at a time, but I am going to take them out. Where, alright, here's four creatures attacking you. Now, everybody, do you guys want to give me, <laughs> you know, six treasure or do you want me to yeah. make this board wipe this person out? They're not attacking you currently. It's kind of a interesting overall concept. I really like this. Like, Seard- Searden wants stuff. Yeah. And and, and, and cares about voting. Um, okay, great. Here's another thing that cares about making votes on attack. All of the politics, literally, this time. So cool.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's got some interesting stuff yeah. going on. And as Mike said, uh, this card, along with a couple of Mm -hmm. other cards we talked about, these are not going to be in packs. These are going to be in the Ravnica Clue Edition uh, board game. And unfortunately, when you get that board game, you're going to have to make some decisions (laughs) because the pieces of the board game... uh, as you can see, Emissary Green, this is one of the characters in the game of Clue, if you know how to play it. Then they also have things like the candlestick and the lead pipe. Those are magic cards that are also the pieces right. for the game. So if you wanted those magic cards, maybe like Emissary Green, for your deck, you would have to take that card out mm-hmm. of the board game, and there's no replacement, so you wouldn't be able to play hey, the board game you know Hey, you know what's really awesome?
1: Proxies uh proxies. I, yeah like this is if you couldn't have a good if people gave you a, a hard time about proxies before now you literally get the excuse of i do you want me to take it out of my board game and ruin my board game instead like or make a board game unplayable nice how dare
0: they, you know those uh the newer commander decks have the yeah 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 display cards they call them that Obviously they're not But their existence magic cards, is a standalone
1: they, card, so you so you don't have to worry right.
0: about Right. So those would have been perfect for the board game because in a board game you want durable pieces that will last right. many years. Uh, and you're not gonna be sleeving up the board game yeah, pieces. I, I mean not give
1: me the give me the jumbo cards that are that are not legal but are super great. Um, <laughs> by the way, I've done a little bit more research. I am so close to making that deck. <laughs> yeah. because uh, really? I found I found Jumbo Kenrith. And then I found uh, a place where I can print jumbo basics. it's like, cool. I'm almost there by itself. Uh, But I'm excited for my, uh, my large print library card deck. Um, But yeah, Emissary green. Sorry. I got, I got distracted. Um, Emissary green is very cool. It's, it's, it's easily my favorite card uh, that we've talked about in this episode, but there's a lot of cool cards. I I do. I do like the
0: idea of uh, building around a couple of these. One last tidbit. That's, really barely worth noting for most people, but uh, these have a unique typeface on them that is not seen on any other kind of magic card. Um, And that typeface is visible in both the uh, name of the card as well as the type line. And you can see it's this uh, sort of display font. It's, It's strange that they went with this for the text that's smaller because you can almost kind of see that uh, you know, it's very stylized. It's very bold, but it also has the secondary lines it draws are very, very thin. So if you look at something like uh, the word advisory and it's, yeah, yeah, line, you can barely even see the left stroke. Yeah, the a it's based this off. This is of the not a font that's meant everything. to be displayed it's, in it's, very and small yes, sizes. And,
1: and parts of it are pretty cool. It, right. may, it may be, maybe not be. And, and, and that the funny your thing case is, is even some be. of the other cards that do have, you know, from that same set, don't have the same kind of typeface. So it's like, okay, well, you didn't do it for everything. Yeah, the player cards. Yeah, Right,
0: this is specifically for the player cards. So what the you're telling MS3 me Green, is those I shouldn't cards get my hopes up
1: year. about being able to buy this as a single card because it's probably going to be val- It's probably going to be expensive.
0: All you right, can, but it's going to cost. Yes. Now, we don't have a pre-order press right. for this because, again, this is not being sold as a single oriented pack. So I would expect these face cards at least to be quite expensive. Uh, yeah, probably yeah. not as much the the lead pipe and the mm-hmm. candlestick because those are all nope. mostly quite boring. But I mean, Something these like are if they give know, you what? Like is it uh, eight all different I know is that I am
1: going to be copying some yeah. card text and sending it to Etsy and seeing what they come back out with. Because uh, I will want this card, yeah. um, definitely. Uh, what, what's your favorite card that we talked about today, Alex? Hmm.
0: Got a lot of great stuff in here. Rakdos
1: is doing some cool stuff. Tristani is a pretty cool Commander or 99 card.
0: I enjoyed Tomic, Wilder yep. of Law. And. Definitely got to hand it to Escape Tunnel. It's always <laughs> it's nice. Always to a get nice. A new yeah, yeah. Land. Absolutely. And. Covetous Allergy, that's a very solid board yeah. pipe. Uh, and then Tristani, Three Whispers, right? That that could be an interesting political uh, combat-based yeah. so in No, dad. Very
1: cool as far as, like, I'm going to control some pretty good... I'm going to control some pretty good attacks. I'm less interested in the Vigilance on that. But the Death Touch and and, de- and Double Strike, whoo! That is... Mm-hmm. That's, that can get that really spicy. That is spicy and tasty.
0: Double up those combat triggers. I mean, some of these cards in this set give... Creatures that are forced to attack Menace. Yeah. So now you have creatures with Menace and Death Touch and Double Strike. Uh oh. Things are dying. Um They're in big yeah, trouble. Things are bad.
1: Well, Alex, this is a set that uh, it's. I overall like it. I'm a little confused on it a, a bit by bit because, again, lots of new keywords, not lots of, co- uh, new, lot of new, new abilities and rules. Yeah. Um, I know how I would contact you uh, if I had any questions <laughs> about any of them. But if anybody listening had any questions about them or some cool combos that might or might not exist or could exist uh, with some of these rules and uh, new cards, what's the best way
0: that they'd find you and get some of that information? Sure, Mike. You can find me on Twitter at Lapper Medic, LapperMedic, L-A-P-P-E-R-M-E-D-I-C. Uh, all of my projects are available on my website, Lapper.gay, Lapper. L-A-P-P-E-R.G-A-Y. I also run the Commander Spoba Project, which is a search engine for EDH combos We do have our uh, featured button on the homepage. You can immediately access all of the murders at Karlov Manor and Clue Infinite Combos. Maybe you heard about some cards today that maybe you want them to be your commander. Maybe you want them in the 99. And maybe you're like, huh, that seems like it's highly exploitable and could go infinite and make me win the game. You're quite likely right. (laughs) You can find those cards uh, on our website and do
1: a whole lot more. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, if you want to support the show, again, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash socialcontractedh uh, to support us there. Uh, there will be a link in our show notes for you to be able to get there easier. Uh, but we also fully encourage you to join our Discord server uh, where we can talk about all of these cards as they're coming out, where you can build a deck and have like-minded and happy people who want to enjoy the game and some people who want to see the world burn, but in a, in a fun way. I'll um, look through your deck. Uh, talk about cards that you think are underutilized, and just an overall good and in- good overall environment for a good game. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the state of the game and what's going on, what we think might be around the horizon, and some of the ways that things are explained and justified and rationalized. And Ooh, I don't like it. I do like it, etc. In the near future, but until then, enjoy the murder. Uh, hope you collect some evidence and.
0: We'll talk to you soon. Catch your killer.